Hello, friends. Welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. I'm your host, Robin Graham, a certified brand strategist and business coach. You might be wondering, why the second phase? The second phase may be a change in careers and learning how to navigate the world of entrepreneurship, a significant lifestyle change, going from stay-at-home parent to starting a business, a traumatic loss, a move, or an illness. It could be any number of things. No matter the definition, you are here to discover your second phase. Learn about creating a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact to grow as your authentic selves and follow your callings, values, visions, and passions, and to learn how to build a solid foundation for long-term brand and business success. Through interviews and solo episodes, we'll be diving into inspiring stories, life and business journeys of failure and success, and the strategies and tools used along the way. You ready to learn? Grab your coffee, the car keys, or the dog's leash, and let's dive in to this episode. Hello, listeners. I am so glad you are here with me today. I have a very special guest, Jamie Tarshis, and she is a Facebook ads expert. She is the ad expert, and I'm super excited to have her here today because she has a a slightly different philosophy, actually a pretty significant difference in philosophy related to Facebook ads than an episode we previously had. And I think that you're going to not only resonate with Jamie, but I think that you're going to connect with her approach to Facebook ads and using them to grow your business sooner than later at less expense. So I am excited to dive into this. As you guys know, I love email marketing. It's a huge part of my business and it's something that I work with my clients on. So I think this is going to be super for helping you navigate email marketing in terms of driving more traffic to your email list so that you can more readily connect with your audience and build warmer relationships with your audience sooner than later. So with that being said, Jamie Tarches, welcome to the Second Phase Podcast. Thank you. I appreciate you having me on today. I'm excited to chat about all things Facebook ads. (laughs) Well, it's a hot topic and I'm excited for you to kind of break some of those or dispel some of those myths that we've all been hearing about. I mean, Facebook has really kind of been in the hot seat this year. And I think it's going to be nice to just have some clarity on whether or not we should be putting effort into and investing in Facebook ads. And, you know, is it worth it, both time and money to invest in it? So with But please, before we jump into that topic, will you just tell the listeners a little bit about your journey to becoming a Facebook ad expert and just a little bit about where you are in the world and stuff like that? Yeah, yeah, definitely. So I have been in this online marketing space for about eight years now, which I feel like kind of makes me old because it's not been around that long yet. (laughs) But I got my start uh, right out of college. I was hired on as a marketing director for a large uh, mortgage and real estate firm. Um, And although that wasn't the most exciting industry for me to work in, it was a really great position because they gave me so much training. And really, that was my kind of first taste into the digital marketing world, social media marketing, um, and really kind of the opportunities that you know, we're present within that. And so it just opened my eyes up to the world of marketing and I fell in love. And um, I worked that job for a couple of years, really building up my skills. But at some point, I just, I, I think like any entrepreneur just wasn't feeling totally fulfilled in what I was doing and kind of just knew there was something more for me. Um, I was sitting in my cube pool one day, just sitting on YouTube, I don't know, looking through marketing videos and learning stuff because I just love to learn and get better at my craft. And I came across a video of Marie Forleo and she talked about how if you 
really want to do something in life, um, anything's figure outable. And I kind of heard that advice thinking about wanting to maybe quit my job and start my own business. And I watched that video and I just took that advice to heart <laughs> and decided to go for it. Maybe that wasn't the wisest decision um, at the time because, you know, I could have I could have kept the job, worked on it on the side, saved more money. There's so many other things I could have done to probably set myself up, but I just did it. I took the leap and um, I started my company. And then for a few years, I did marketing for all sorts of businesses and I did all types of marketing. I helped people with their social media, with creating content. I do email marketing. Um, I actually did a lot of Google ads kind of when I was first getting started. Um, and then one day when I was led to Facebook ads, I was working with a client and they had um, not a large budget, but they were really determined to start generating more leads for their company so they could really start growing and scaling. And they were just like, hey, we're, we've been hearing Facebook ads are a really effective platform. You know, here's a budget, go see what you can do with it. And it was $500 at the time. It wasn't a lot. Um, but I was able to, you know, do some research. I created some campaigns for them. And a couple weeks later, we were able to turn that $500 into like 200 plus leads for their company. Um, and out of those 200 plus leads, um, it resulted in like almost $70,000 of sales for their company off of that $500. And so that obviously was my light bulb moment where I saw the potential of Facebook ads and really how powerful they could be if you use them with the right strategy. And I just decided to go all in on just offering that and helping people with just Facebook ads. And so that's all I've done for the last um, almost four years now is just help with Facebook and Instagram ads. Um, I had an agency where I was managing ads for clients for a long time. And now I focus um, more on consulting and teaching other entrepreneurs how to do it and how to get started. Um, and we'll kind of talk more about why that is. But because, you know, I want to help people. I think any business can use them to grow. It doesn't matter what you do, what you sell. And so I wanted to be able to kind of bridge that gap for people who are just getting started and maybe can't afford an agency yet. So that's kind of where I fall into the mix now. I love that. So I guess with that being said, my first question is, can we as entrepreneurs do Facebook ads ourselves effectively and actually get an ROI? Absolutely. I've taught hundreds of entrepreneurs how to run their own Facebook ads and they've gotten amazing results. Some of them get better results than I've been able to get in cases. Um, so yes, it's absolutely possible, but you have to have the right knowledge, the right tools. And honestly, you need to have support when you're doing it because ads is not something that you learn and try one time and it works. Um, it takes time. And, um, you know, I think the biggest hurdle for most people is they they try them and they get stuck in the process and then they just never move forward. Um, you know, and so I think as long as you have the right the right knowledge, you have the right support to do it. Any entrepreneur can absolutely run their own ads. Mm, that's good to know, because I think they're very intimidating. But we talked a little bit or I talked a little bit in the intro about how we can use Facebook ads to grow our email list. And Everything else in the world could go away at the drop of a pen. But if we have email addresses, we will always be able to connect with our audience. And I think it's so, so important. And it's such an amazing thing that we can tap into yeah. to grow our list and, you know, really help our audience get to know us, know our story, know the ins and outs of our businesses so that they can connect with us and then trust us. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, tell us... Um, how we can use Facebook ads to generate leads for our email list. Yeah. So there are two main strategies that I would say the majority of my clients are using to do this right now. Um, one, obviously, is using some sort of freebie, right? We all know that we need to create a freebie to grow our email list. And so in order to do that with ads, it's no different. You still need 
something that you're giving, some sort of free value, free gift that you're giving away um, that's going to you know showcase your expertise and how you can help somebody. Um, and it needs to honestly solve an, an urgent pain point, like a problem for your customer, because if it's just a free thing that just offers value, you're not going to draw somebody in who's actively looking for a solution and therefore, you know, is going to buy from you at some point. And so mm-hmm. that's really important. Um, so that's one way is we can obviously use some sort of um, freebie. What I like to do with ads, though, so that you're not just spending to build your list is that. After you have somebody sign up on your thank you page, you can offer some sort of low ticket offer, something usually in the range of seven to $37. And that way, usually anywhere between one to about 10% of your audience, I know that's a big range, but one to 10% of your audience who opt in is going to purchase that. And so you can see how, you know, let's say you're getting leads for a dollar on Facebook or let's say $3, right? And so to get 10 leads, you spend $30. Well, if you had a $37 product and one person out of 10 leads bought it, then you can see you just made 37 back and you only spent 30 on your ads, right? Like mm-hmm. that's amazing. Um, And so that's the biggest thing that I think, I think a lot of people know they need to have a free, um, a freebie of some sort, a lead magnet. However, we're not utilizing the thank you page after somebody's just expressed they are interested, they want a solution. Most of the time, we just tell them to go check their inbox. But why don't we give them a next step for the people who want it, right? So that's the first strategy. The second strategy that um, has really become popular in the last year is just running ads directly to a low ticket offer. So technically, you're not it doesn't seem like a list building strategy, but I consider this to be a list building strategy because when you do run ads directly to a low off, low ticket offer, something like a seven to thirty seven dollar price point, this is also known as like a self liquidating offer or a slow funnel. If you, if any in your audience has heard these terms, but I like to just think of it as a low ticket offer. You're running ads straight to it um, to cool traffic, right? To people that don't know you. However, it's something that's you know super juicy, something that they want so badly that like they'll pay the seven to thirty seven dollars because that's kind of a no-brainer price point to get it. Um, but so even though you're charging for it, you're probably thinking, well, you know, um, great, like I'm making money now. But what happens with these offers is most of the time you're, you know, because you're running ads to get a purchase, you're going to pay a little bit more than you would if you were running ads to just get a lead, right? So you end up about kind of break even in most of these scenarios where like maybe you spend um, five to seven dollars to get the seven dollar purchase, but it's not about making the money, right? It's about building the list, like you said. And now you're actually building your list with people who are buying stuff. And so it's you know you're not um, waiting for that person to get nurtured and to you know build all of the no like trust. You're getting that right away, and you're bringing people in who are gonna immediately consume your thing, see how good your content is. They're going to be super impressed with what you're doing. And now they're going to be accelerated to want to take that next step in either, you know, working with you, buying your course, signing up for your program, because they've already gotten an experience of what it's like to kind of work with you. So those are the two main strategies. I think a lot of people assume you can't run an ad to cold traffic to sell something, but that's actually changed a lot in the last year. And I think a lot of that's just because, you know, if it's a good enough offer and it's seven bucks or if it's $17, you know, like if we need that solution, that badly we're just going to pay for it. Right. And so that strategy can also work really, really well. So I think it's really important based on everything you said to be 100% clear on who your audience is so that you can target that ad knowing specifically what it is they need, what that pain point is that you're going to be able to solve for them so that they do 
click on the ad and then purchase from Mm -hmm. the ad. Absolutely. I always say there's three kind of main things that you need to nail to make your Facebook ads work. It's your offer, your audience, and your messaging. And your audience, like you just said, that's a huge, huge piece of it, right? Because this affects so many pieces of your ad strategy. Your targeting, right? If you don't know who you're trying to reach, you can have a really hard time targeting them. Your messaging, because if, again, if you don't know who you're speaking to, you're not going to be able to write the right words. They're going to resonate with them. And then also when it comes to your offer, if you don't know what that person's urgent pain point that is they want to solve, you're not going to offer them the right thing, right? Like that's probably where I spend the majority of my time and where I encourage my students, my clients to spend the majority of their time is doing the audience research before they ever, you know, dive into ads. I will do as much as going into Facebook groups and seeing like, what are people saying around like my industry and what I do, right? What are they saying about Facebook ads? Are they talking about how they're frustrated, they're lost? Like what, what are the words that they're using? So I can start using some of those words in my messaging, right? Where are they hanging out online? So maybe I can start to notice that and then use those places as targeting options to make sure I'm showing up in front of them in the right place, right? All of that stuff, you know, as much as you can learn about your audience, who they are, like you said, kind of where they're at right now and what they're feeling, both frustrations, but also what are their desires and what are the things that they really want, right? Because both of those things will speak to your audience. If you're clear on that, your ad will resonate and people, they'll immediately trust you because they're going to feel like you understand what they're going through. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. That's so key. Okay. So now we've talked a little bit about how we can make them work for us, but what are the secrets to a successful ad? So when it comes to a successful ad, it's three main things. It's your targeting, right? You have to have good targeting. We could have the most beautiful ad, but you put it in front of the wrong people. It won't work, right? Right. Um, Then also your copy. So your ad copy. So the words you're using around your ad, that's really, really important because your copy is ultimately what convinces somebody that they need your thing. (laughs) And it's the only thing that's going to get them to click. And so if you don't have compelling copy, people might see your ad, but they're not going to click and get your free thing, or they're not going to click and buy if they're not compelled. And so you need to have really strong copy. And then also your creative, which is like your image or your video, you know, whatever you're using as like kind of the the visual for your ad. That's also very important because it's your um, attention grabber, right? People are scrolling through their newsfeed so fast. There's so much content online right now. Um, And so you need to have an image or a video that stops people and grabs their attention, you know? So some tips to do that if you want to stop people and grab their attention is when it comes to like images, I love to use bright colors. And I know people are going to maybe cringe a little bit hearing that because we always want to have our brands look good online. We want things to be, you know, aesthetically pleasing. However, that's not the goal of our Facebook ad. Our goal is not to be the best branded person online with our Facebook ad. Our goal is to stop your ideal customer and get them to click. And so if that means you need to use some brighter colors that maybe you don't normally use, that means you need to use a bigger, bolder font than, you know, the normal font you use. You need to do that because we have to stop them. If we don't stop them, we don't stand a chance. And then like when it comes to your videos, I always say like, do something at the beginning of your video that is going to, again, stop people like wave, you know, jump out in the frame or use some big, bold text or something. Maybe you literally say, stop. If you're a coach, watch this, right? Like you give them, you show them a message that's going to have to stop them. There's so many ways that you can do it, but those are kind of some of the key tactics that I like to resort to when I'm first getting started. I love that. And when you talk about pictures and images, do you suggest they use a picture of themselves? 
I do usually. Yes. We like to buy from people. Right. Mm -hmm. And also our eyes are visually drawn to other people, especially if you're like looking at the photo at the camera that makes a great ad. So I always say like, yeah, like use a photo of yourself over a stock image. It's almost always going to perform better. I'm not going to say always, but almost always. And from a lot of what I've seen, it will. And it doesn't even have to be a like professionally branded image. You know, obviously like if you have had like a brand photo shoot, yes, use your branded image. But a lot of the times you can use a more casual style image, right? This is Facebook. Like this is social media, right? This is, think about the other types of content that your audience is seeing on there, right? It's not the more perfectly branded stuff. It's, it is the kind of more native casual type of content. And so a lot of the times, you know, using a photo of you, you know, sitting at home and just taking a selfie can work also just as well. But when it comes to your images, I do recommend that if you're a coach, a consultant, if you're anyone in the online space and, and you're trying to get somebody to take you up on an offer, like a free offer, use text on your image, right? Because again, we need to grab people's attention. And so just having that plain image of you is great, but we need to kind of go into it thinking that what if somebody doesn't even read my ad? I want somebody to know right away from seeing it kind of what I'm offering. And so Mm -hmm. put a headline on there, right? Like tell them what the offer is and how it'll help them. You know, that can really help you as well with your images, just making sure that you're, you're grabbing the right people. Because Some people might just see that and click right there. They might not even need the convincing of your copy, right? So um, I always recommend to use the text overlay, especially because I think it was in 2020, Facebook removed the rule they used to have on text on ads. It used to, you used to not be able to have more than 20% text, but now that's not a thing. You can use as much text as you want. (laughs) And so I'd say take advantage of that. Yeah, absolutely. And it is that marriage between image and words. Like it's not one or the other. You really have to have a marriage between the two. Mm -hmm, Definitely. Yeah. That, and like I said, and then with the targeting, that's kind of the perfect combo. If you can nail all of those things, and like I said, and you have a good offer, like your ads will work. They absolutely will work for you. But you really want to make sure to dial those in before you even go into the ads manager and start setting anything up. And I think too many times we get excited to use ads. And so we just go in there and start clicking things and setting things up, but I would encourage you to spend a couple of days really kind of going through this stuff and mapping it out and getting it, you know, pieced together, like writing the copy, putting on a Google doc, you know, leaving for a minute, coming back and looking again. And then same thing, just getting everything pieced together. So when you go and you set up your ads you have a really like clear thought out plan of what you're going to do and you know, okay, yes, this image is definitely going to grab their attention. This copy is definitely going to compel them to want to learn more and, and take me up on my offer, you know, and you can really make sure you have those things dialed in before you even spend a cent. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so let's talk about, because you just briefly mentioned this, those back-end tips and tricks, the things that when I have gone in and looked at Facebook ads, I, I look at all of the the options and the numbers and the statistics and all that stuff, and I'm like, holy Hannah, like, I don't even know where to begin. So how do you help people decipher, like, what they should look at. What are those key components in the back end that we should focus on when we're considering doing ads? Yeah, definitely. So I, just to make sure I understand your question, do you mean like what should they be looking at if they want to run ads and then determine how those ads are performing? Um, or are you more talking about what should they be focusing on when they're setting it up? Setting it up. And then we can okay. talk about like, you know, on the back end to see if it's working. But yeah when they're thinking about it and they go in and they're yeah. going, they've decided they're going to do this and they've created their artwork. They've you know done all the things that we've already talked about. 
now they go in and they want to set it up, but it's mm-hmm. like all those numbers and, you know, columns of information that they have yeah. to plug in. Like, that's what I'm talking about. Okay. So I will just preface this by saying that the setup piece is actually the easiest piece. If you can, like, if you have a video that shows you how to do it, it's actually the easiest piece of everything we've just talked about on this episode. Um, you just need the step-by-steps. I will admit that Facebook does a terrible job of presenting their ads interface in a way that makes it feel approachable. There's so many extra buttons and options, but I will say that I don't utilize 90% of them. I will, I only click the, the things that are necessary to make my ad work. And I've learned over the years after running thousands and thousands of ads that um, you can keep it very simple in the setup. And that's actually how your ads will perform better. So what I will say is there are three parts to your ad campaign. When you go click that green create button in your ads manager, the first thing they're going to ask you to do is choose an objective for your campaign. And when you run an ad, you always have three levels. You have your campaign, your ad set, and your ad, right? So your campaign is kind of the overarching structure. And I would think of your campaign as like, what is your goal, right? You have one campaign per goal. So if your goal is to get somebody to sign up for your email list, you would have one campaign for that. Um, And the first thing they're going to ask you to do is to choose your objective. Facebook wants to know what is your goal of your campaign? Because if they know what your goal is, they are actually smart enough to help you achieve that goal. They know what people to put your ad in front of based off of what you're trying to do, right? And so this is important because most of us have probably tried boosting a post or pressing the promote button before. And anytime you do that, if you've done that and you didn't get the results you were looking for, it's not because you did it wrong probably, (laughs) but it's because Facebook's using the engagement objective when you do that. Meaning they're asking, they're saying, we're going to put your ad in front of as many people who will like comment on it and that's it, right? And so if your goal was to get sales or was to get email subscribers, then you probably didn't see that because you were asking for engagement. So the key is if you ever want sales, you ever want leads, you ask for conversions. They have a conversions objective. And in order to do that, you do have to have the Facebook pixel set up. So this is going to, you know, you do have to have that stuff and you have to set up what's called conversion tracking. So Facebook actually knows what is the action you want? Do you want somebody to sign up for your email list? Do you want someone to buy a low ticket offer, a high ticket offer? Um, do you like, what do you want? And so you have to set that up. But once you do, you can tell that to Facebook and they'll help you achieve that goal, right? So that's the big thing is making sure you choose the right objective. If you do that wrong, um, if you choose traffic, they're just going to get you a lot of clicks and a lot of traffic, but you're not going to get email subscribers. So you have to let Facebook know what you want. Otherwise you won't get it. And then from your campaign, we'll go to your ad set. That's where you choose things like your audience targeting. You'll choose what placements you want your ad to run on. And then you'll also choose uh, your conversion event. So do you want to lead? Do you want to purchase? Those are kind of the only things you have to touch there. You'll notice if you go into your ad set on in the ads manager, there's a bunch of options, but only worry about those things. Where do you want your ad to run? Facebook, Instagram, stories, or all of them. And who do you want to show it to? And what's the, what's the conversion action that you want? That's really all you need to worry about at the ad set level. And at the ad level, that part's a little bit more straightforward. They'll show you, this is where your headline goes. This is where your image goes. And so you just got to fill out those fields. And if you did what we talked about on this episode, you already have all that information planned, right? And so you just go in, upload it, and then you can create your ad. Basically, those are kind of some of the things that people should, should be looking for. I think as long as you cover those bases, you will set your ad up in the most, you know, in the best way that you can. That's fabulous. 
Okay, so now let's talk about how do we know whether or not they work and then, or what to look for on the back end in terms of those statistics. But then after that, I don't want to forget to ask you, I want to talk about that option of boosting post. So let's, we'll circle back to that. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So when it comes to what to look for, um, you should be very clear of this before you ever run your ad as well, right? Because you should have a goal. And based on that goal, I'd be very specific about what it is. If you want email subscribers, well, how many do you want? Right. Um, And then anyways, once you figure that out, you can kind of reverse engineer back your numbers of like what you should be hitting. Okay. So I'll just give people some kind of baseline metrics of what they should be looking for when they run these ads is you want to um, get a cost per lead of somewhere between um, the one to $5 range. If you're doing like a downloadable PDF, a checklist, something that's um, a quick, like easy thing. If you're running ads to something more like a webinar or something that involves a little bit more of a time ask, then you can expect your cost per lead to be anywhere between three to $10. So it is going to be a little bit more expensive if you're, again, you're asking for more of people's time, right? Mm -hmm. So that's always the main KPI I like to look at is what is your cost per lead? Are you within a reasonable range? And then if you're not, then we can look at secondary metrics. And some of those secondary metrics we can look at is what is your ad click-through rate? So how many people are seeing your ad stopping and clicking through? That tells you how effective your ad is, essentially, right? Mm-hmm. And we generally want to see a 1% click-through rate um, to ads uh, to cold traffic. And so if you're at the 1% mark or a little bit higher, then you're doing good. If you're below that, then that tells you you probably could tweak your uh, image or your video or your copy a little bit to get more people to stop and click through, you know? Can I stop you for one second? So when you talk about 1% conversion or 1% click-through for cold leads... Are Facebook ads always to cold leads or is there like, should you be doing them to cold leads or should you be doing them to warm leads? And is there a difference in how you target them and the percent that people click through? Yes. um, I mean, I would say for the most part, you're focusing on cold traffic because you're wanting to bring new people into your audience. Mm -hmm. You can target your warm audience as in people who are not already on your email list, right? Because you wouldn't want to target the people who are already on it. But you could target people who like engage with you on Facebook or Instagram as well, right? But at some point, unless you are running ads to cold traffic, you're going to tap out of your warm audiences. And so that's why I'm talking about I'm mainly talking about cold audiences and cold traffic, because unless you're doing that, you don't really have a warm audience that you can continue to run ads to, right? Right, right, right. Okay, I just wanted to clarify Um, that. Yeah, 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 definitely. And then the last metric that people should be looking at, so yeah, you have a 1% click-through rate on your ad, but then if you have that and people are getting to your landing page, what is your landing page converting at? You should be getting at least 30% of people landing on that page, giving you your name and email, if it's lower than that, let's say you've had 10 clicks on your ad and you only have one person opt in, then that's telling you that your landing page is either that it's taking too long for them to get to the box where they actually submit their info. Um, maybe there was something on there that d- disconnected from what you said in your ad. You know, um, I always say that your landing page and your ad should be very congruent in terms of the copy, um, the images and, and everything. And so that's the, kind of the other metric you want to be looking at is are you getting at least 30% of people who do click on your ad to actually opt in? If you're hitting all of those numbers, then usually you'll find that your cost per lead is within a, a, a good range. So when you talk about cost per lead, is there an average that people should be looking for or is there a budget they should establish upfront for ads? Yes. So now, now that we know what you can 
expect to pay cost per lead, right? And this is going to be an estimate. We can never 100% say this is your budget that you absolutely need to spend, but we can project the best that we can, right? So that we're at least setting ourselves up for success the best that we can. So now that you know your cost per lead, you have to determine your goal. Do you, how many leads do you want? If you want a hundred leads in a month and you're estimating that you're going to pay between one to $5. So let's say three, just to be right in the middle. Well, then your ad budget needs to be $300 if you want to get hundred new email subscribers. Right? So I think the biggest thing that I see people do when it comes to their budget is they're like, I'm going to just spend X amount and see what happens. Right. Versus knowing what is the goal that you want to achieve and then how much you need to spend to hit that goal, at least roughly. Right. And then at the end of the, let's say month that you ran your ads, let's say out of the $300, you got 50 leads. Well, that's fine. But now you can plan for that new cost per lead, what you would need to spend the next month in order to continue hitting your goals. Right. Or at that point, you could try to figure out how you could optimize your ads to get your cost per lead down to that range so that you can continue to hit you know, your goal at that spend, if that's what you wanted. Right. But at least now you have your, you know, benchmarks of what you need to do. Yeah. I love that. That's a great way to, to think about it. And it's almost like reverse engineering. So Mm-hmm. You have to yeah. do that in order for it to be effective. So I love that. And sorry, one last thing I want to add to that is this even goes down to sales as well, right? So if you are wanting to, let's say, build an email list to launch a course, you can take this one step further and you can say, how many course sales do I want, right? And how many leads do I need to get those course sales? Well, we know out of your email list, again, about three to five percent of people will convert typically, right? So now we know, okay, if I want 10 sales. And like, or yeah, how many leads do I need now to hit that? And now you can get really specific on what you need to spend to make sure you're not just hitting your email subscriber goal, but even making sure you're hitting a sales goal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. So last question then, when you put a post up and we get that message, boost post, should we always ignore that? Or is there a time and place when we should actually use that? So are you talking about the message when Facebook's like, or Instagram says, this post is performing like 90% better than other posts, you should boost it? <laughs> is that yeah, there's yeah. that or like even sometimes and I don't post a lot to my business page in. Well, I'll be perfectly honest, I'll post to the business Facebook page and Instagram at the same exact time. Right. Not in <laughs> my groups, But I mean, why yeah. duplicate efforts? And I don't yeah. think Facebook really ever shows our business page anyway. So, yeah. <laughs> but you know, you'll get that message that says boost post yes. and, or I don't know, get, yeah, they're definitely like, they're definitely encouraging you to do it. Right. Yeah. So, so what is the, my yeah. boost post policy is this, there's only two times that I really boost posts it, and it's not that often, but I will say the one time I certainly will boost a post is when you put out a post that just is doing really, really well. Like people are clearly resonating with it. Maybe you put out on Instagram, you can see it's getting a ton of saves. Well, if that's doing well, then I would I would boost that. I would amplify that and get that post out to more people because that tells you something's working, right? Um, so that is like one case scenario or the other, or with that too, is I, I would even boost an existing post to your existing warm audience because we know, like you said, especially on Facebook, but even on Instagram, you're only getting a small percentage of your followers even seeing your post. So if you're spending time creating content and posting it, you're spending that time, right? We might as well make sure that everybody sees that content. And so I don't encourage you to boost every post. But again, if you're putting out five posts a week and you find that one of them does really well, let's make sure everyone in your audience sees that. So you're always staying top of mind. They're always seeing the best content from you. That will work really well, right? The other time um, I will say you can boost a post is, I mean, I have a lot of clients who want to really be able to get followers like 
I don't encourage you to use ads for followers, but they want it. And that's the other time that I'm like, if you, if that's just your goal, that's all you care about is followers, then you can do the strategy that I'm talking about where you're, you're boosting a post that's already doing well to cold traffic people that don't know you based off of different interests. And in your insights and your metrics on, on Instagram, this one works on Instagram, right? So not, this is only an Instagram strategy. It will tell you how many followers you got from that, from you promoting that ad. And so that's the only time that I would encourage you to do that if you want followers, because they directly tell you how many followers you got off of it. And that way you can, you know, instead of having a cost per lead, I guess you could figure out what your cost per follower is. So that's the other time. But again, I don't really encourage that. I really just encourage you to use them to stay top of mind with your existing warm audience and to just further promote things that are already naturally working on their own. That's what we always want to do with ads is we want to take things that are already working and amplify them and put more money behind them, right? Because ads will only amplify what you put behind them. So if you put something that's not working, it's just going to continue to not work, right? So... Yeah. And with that boosting or promoting a post, do you suggest a certain level of money to invest in that before, you know, before making that decision? Is I mean, it $10? Is it, you yeah, know, like, you don't, what do you-, you don't need a very large, if you're going to do this to your existing warm audience to just stay top of mind, you don't really need a large budget to do it because you're only targeting the people who are already know you, right? So you could probably spend, depending on the size of your audience, anywhere between like five to maybe $20 promoting that post. And you'd likely reach everyone in your audience, unless you have like a hundred thousand followers or something, you might need to spend a little bit more. But yeah, generally for, like I said, even $5, you could, you could get in front of a lot of your audience, a good portion of them. And so I think that's worth it because again, you, even if you don't see much off of that, you might not see the direct results. Cause again, it's really about building that brand awareness. And so you don't get, it's not a direct response ad. You don't get the immediate thing, but sometimes you do, right? Sometimes you just being top of mind and coming up in front of people at the right time, you'll notice, oh, I got a new call booked in my calendar and uh-huh. it must have come that, right? And things like that happen too. So yeah, yeah, you don't need a lot of money. Like I said, it could be, I, I think they, they let you boost for as little a dollar a day. So you could start it at a dollar if that's all you have. Yeah. Yeah. Jamie, this has just been a wealth of information. This is incredible. I am so excited. So of course, now I'm like, okay, I've got to learn more. You've given us so much information that we could actually go out and start looking into this and implementing things today if we wanted to. So thank you for that. That's always my hope when I do this type of stuff is I don't, I don't, I want to be able to give and share as much as possible so that hopefully everyone out of today can at least go do one thing, right? Whether that's researching your audience, whether that's now knowing the right objective to choose when you set your campaign, right? Even if everyone just gets one little thing out of this, that, that means everything to me. I think another big help is just the fact that we could make a decision on what we want that ad offer to be either something free or something that is paid. And we have decisions that we can make now. So we definitely have action items that we can walk away from this episode and actually implement. So thank you for that. Now, I know you have something to share with the audience. So if you want to share that real quick and then tell everybody where they can find you, connect with you, learn more from you, maybe take one of your classes. Absolutely. Yeah. So I have what's called my Facebook ads blueprint. And um, you can find that by going to the adexpert.co forward slash blueprint. And basically what it does is it breaks down how to create a successful Facebook ad. So it goes through targeting, goes through ad copy, and it goes through creative. It actually shows you real examples of 
you know, real creative that's performed well for my clients. So yeah, you can definitely grab that if you're ready to start setting up your ad and you want to make sure you nail those three things. I would definitely make sure to go grab that and uh, take advantage of that. And then in terms of connecting with me, you can go to my website. My website is uh, jamietarshis.com or you can find me on Instagram at the ad expert. And if you do follow me on there, connect with me on there, please do send me a DM. Let me know that you heard about you know, me on this interview or on this um, podcast. So I, so I know where you're coming from. That's awesome. I love it. Thank you so much, Jamie. This was fabulous. Listeners, if you learned something new today, please share this with your friends and colleagues and fellow entrepreneurs that are out there who may be struggling to grow their email list organically and need a little push. So share the episode. And please, if you did find benefit in this episode, leave us a rating and review and subscribe to the show. That is how we grow. And that is how more eyes and ears are going to learn about all of these great, incredible tips that Jamie just gave us today. So thank you everyone for being here. And Jamie, a special thank you to you. Thank you for having me. This was a blast. You've all heard me talk about the necessity to build a solid foundation for your business in order to have long-term success. As an entrepreneur, the core of that foundation is having a personal brand. So how much do you know about personal branding? Are you ready to find out? Just head over to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and take the personal brand IQ quiz. After you take the quiz and submit your answers, you'll have an opportunity to not only get your results, but to ask me any of your personal brand and business specific questions. I cannot wait to see what your results are. And even more important, I can't wait to have your questions come in so that I can help you grow your personal brand and that solid foundation for long-term success. And that's a wrap, friends. If you enjoyed this episode and found the information helpful, please take a moment to subscribe and leave a rating and review. That would mean the world to me. If you know someone who could use the information shared today, please share the episode with them too. And let's connect. You can find me on Instagram, Clubhouse, Facebook, and LinkedIn as The Robin Graham. Lastly, if you'd like more information on personal branding and brand marketing strategies, be sure to join my email list and the Female Entrepreneur Insider Facebook group. We are there every week with tips and trainings to help you build a solid foundation for brand and business success. And don't forget, on the website, you can find a plethora of free resources. Go to therobingraham.com forward slash resources and download any of the free resources that I have created to help you build a personal brand that stands out and makes an impact. Until next time, remember to smile.